Before we begin this episode of From the Trenches, I'd just like to take an opportunity to remember the passing of Greg Tuckwell, an industry legend, a man uh, with extreme selflessness about his time and one of my early mentors, uh, a lifetime accountant, someone who was dedicated to cloud accounting right from the earliest days and for me personally was um, generous with his time when I was starting out and building my practice. So um, on behalf of From the Trenches, uh, I say Vale, Greg Tuckwell. From the Trenches. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from SQL CFO. Join with me is Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. We are brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software. Paul, we're recording live from what looks like an actual podcast room at zero. What are we doing here? Thank you, David. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Uh, welcome. Welcome to Zero Office. David, I was recording an episode of Zero Now for an upcoming episode on work-life balance. So uh, very happy to be asked so I, to do that. I had to schlep all the way up here. It's 39 degrees outside and you've dragged me. I was at Anita Sound Studio this morning, Paul. Very comfortable. Coldest place on earth, David. Cold, cold. I think Mr. Freeze sits in the corner with the freeze gun there. But it, we're here in the beautiful Zero offices, so this should be very good audio, dear listeners, because this room uh, does feel like a bit of a padded cell, but it's very impressive. Absolutely. David, so much content. Get us kicked off straight away. What have you got? From the trenches. Well, can we start with your Freedom Mentoring T-shirt as a worst on ground? Yes, come on. Oh, look, I wear come a on. lot of shirts that Have don't fit. It. I, it just happens for a man uh, who enjoys carbohydrates as much as I do. <laughs> that T-shirt is not long enough. Now, I know you want to have freedom mentoring blasted all over this Zero Now thing, and that's fantastic and good product placement, but maybe, I don't know, was it, was it an M? Maybe get an L? Not taking fashion advice, listeners, from a bloke wearing white sneakers and a shirt that looks like my grandmother's uh, curtains. It's my weekend of Bernie shirt. Absolutely. Anyway, come on, David, get us kicked off. What do you got? Uh, Best on ground. I've spoken about this company a few times, Legal Vision. Um, I really like them really innovating the legal services space. They've got something that they've launched that is a monthly subscription service for startups and SMEs for legal advice, 150 bucks a month. And what you get is up to a half hour conversation with one of their practice area experts on any topic as many times as you want. And it's really interesting because lawyers don't have the same relationship with their clients that accountants have. They don't have, you know, at the very least, you, you go to lodge a baz. So there's no need to go to your lawyer. Uh, and so lawyers don't – trusted advisor for a lawyer has a different meaning than it does for us, although they are very much, you know, and they earn their right. I think the good ones in that category. Um, what's interesting about this is how structured they are. So Legal Vision is a big company that has really disrupted the servicing side of legal services, um, and I think it's a really great. I've recommended to all my clients that for 150 bucks a month, you're almost guaranteed to get a return on investment from it. It's also very smart because in half an hour, not that much can be done. So if you have an actual legal issue, eventually something needs to be documented, and that's where they get their fees. So it's lead gen. Um, and in this world where, particularly with younger 
entrepreneurs who don't like paying for things but do like subscription models, it's a good way to monetize and do lead gen. It's also exactly what Freedom Mentoring has been preaching since I've met you. Thank you. It, 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 Five Ways has, has run this model uh, alongside our com- alongside our compliance fee as well. But the unlimited tax advice, I really like it. That's what I call it in accounting. Certainly makes so much sense. It gets people in the door. But for me, it actually breaks down the barrier so that clients want to actually call you. And that, as you said, David, and we know from all lawyers, they know they there is some wounded bulls in a uh, in a paddock somewhere ready to be charged. Uh, it will it will get beyond that if if you let it. Uh, look, one thousand seven hundred eighty eight per year. Um, a lot of thirty minute questions. Like any subscription service, and this is the thing, it's only as good as you use it. I think there's a lot of accounts out there who've had the uh, three tax phone calls with NTAA or whoever. I've I've had them so many years, and I don't think I've ever used them to their true potential. But if you use it. A very good uh, peace of mind, David. If you're thinking of rolling this out in, the, in your accounting firm, Paul, you actually do it. So you do it for 1500 bucks a year, don't you? Yeah, so I'm close to that, David. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's very I, close. Um, I met a law, uh, an accountant at a CA event on Friday, which I'm going to talk about a bit later on, uh, who charges um, who charges 300 a month for unlimited messages and phone calls. Yep. I, I, I reckon my clients would abuse that. Personally, but they don't. They but, honestly don't. But I yeah. think a lot in this is how you sell it and how you position it to the client. Uh, again, without making this a pricing, without making this a pricing webinar, uh, they don't generally abuse it. So moving on to my best on ground, David. This is hot. This is fresh off Twitter. Is it? Is it so hot? It's not in our planner. Absolutely, haven't put it in the planner yet. Right. Uh, Uber. Well, why would you? Uber launches a new brand called Uber Money, right, a bank man. account for drivers, debit card, no cost, hundred dollar overdrafts, credit card with five percent cashback on Uber services for riders, a partnership with BlackRock and others to help drivers mm. save, like depositing twenty cents per ride to a savings investment account. This is how big tech companies and these networks are hitting up the fintech space disruption in fintech days. Oh, Paul. I mean, listeners, you all know my sorry, sorry account opening story with Westpac. So, And I said it. I, there is a better way to open bank accounts, transaction accounts, and Uber's done it and niche the hell out of it. It's just for Uber drivers. What about the cool features? No fees for a hundred dollar overdrawn. Like sometimes it just happens. It just you can't help it. It just happens. Uh, I remember uh, as a business banker, one of the most embarrassing things I'd have to do is call a client and get them to transfer money into account that's overdrawn by fifty bucks when they've got like four million on term deposit. Exactly. I, I think for me, David, I just like the um, free bank account, debit card, credit card. This just screams to me like a business opening kit. You know, this yeah. is this is now this is it, new franchising. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It takes de- it it takes away that barrier, so they then don't have to because uh, go and run their own yeah. business. By the time yeah. they arrive at their accountant, yet less likely to shoe boxes that kind of stuff. Be very interesting to see where that goes. David, what have you got from the trenches? Um, Bravo Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand. I went to the CA Catalyst Data Analytics event in Melbourne on Friday. I was a last-minute call-up, Paul. They asked me to host a table and facilitate a conversation. Wasn't part of the agenda. Where was your Paul call? 
I don't know, Sonny, Jeremy, why don't you give Paul a call, see if you can get him down to a CA Catalyst event, see what happens. Uh, 90 accountants, it was jam-packed, it was sold out, 90 accountants were there, uh, and I'm talking zero-con level vibe, like literally. Um, I'll, I'll give you a direct example of how good it was. Uh, Lance Rubin, who listeners will be no stranger to, um, was running a session and there was a bit of a workshop. People had to work and tell a story. And lunch, uh, morning tea came out. Nobody got up to get their free food. Uh, unreal. Like, Engrossed. It was just, it was fantastic. It was chartered accountants finally doing stuff that is on the, like I reckon this was a bit cutting edge. It really, some of the stuff that was spoken about was really cutting edge. Uh, someone from BDO was there talking about how accountants need to learn SQL and databases. And I thought, mm, they don't, not really. Yeah. Um, but um, like like really, CA Catalyst, I'm about to put something on LinkedIn, which is the CA Catalyst roadmap. This is notwithstanding, and your criticism is fair, Paul, about making focusing on compliance and, and the average accountant. But I'll tell you, he's in the crowd. You know, Sam Rawson from the trenches, listener, sole practitioner was there, partners from mid-tier firms. It was really, really broad. Um, this is what a cutting-edge member organisation should be doing to advance knowledge Specifically to advance knowledge, there's other things that should be done. Um, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. But here's my big takeaway. This was on data analytics. The only person who mentioned Fathom Spotlight and Futurely was the Zero representative. And all he said was, which is correct, here are our popular apps. Popular for Zero means we have lots of Zero files connected to them. It is a commentary on a point of data. But in the crowd, and I think if you've taken a day out of your life to go to a a data analytics and data intelligence, business intelligence conference, like you're interested, you're in it. You wouldn't spend a day of CPD and, and a few hundred bucks if you weren't. What the crowd were talking about were how those add-ons to zero tap out too quickly and they need something else. Uh, and that's where Cameron Lynch's Atani just steps in and Cameron Lynch spoke about Atani. And I'm telling you, like listeners, you know I've been talking about Power BI for years. I stopped using it for a while because I couldn't deal with, it was just too hard. Uh, Atani solves it. Atani solves the client access issue. And if you sign up to it, you get 30 days for free, including all of the training modules. So if you want to learn the basics of Power BI, there is free training by an Aussie based in Adelaide. Um, Bravo CA, well done, Cameron. Uh, it, this whole thing sold out. If you wanted to go, Paul, you couldn't go. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was must have been busy that day. That's all good. Uh, let's moving on. Uh, Why don't you comment on CA Catalyst, Paul? You Power BI. No, no, no. I want to talk about Power BI because that's something that well, CA Kairos, the forerunner to yeah. Catalyst, it was big in that as well. Yeah. And, and look, I, I saw it there. It, it really it lacks. It lacks a practical application, and I look forward, David, to you telling me about what's out there. Well, no, Ky- what Kairos delivered was not Power BI. It was just resold Office 365. We're supposed to have some. Let's not go there. You know what? We'll do a bit. I, let's get Cameron on the show because I want to explain because I think a lot of – and a lot of people picked up the zero my data packs for Power BI and didn't like it. Like zero should shut those data packs down. They're crap. But um, they're not good enough. But I'm telling you the new world is here, and let's get Cameron on. Next, what do you got best on ground? Fair enough. I I would like to see Power BI actually work because it does have promise. From the trenches. Uh, Two very quick things, David. Tax return. I love these articles. Uh, Tax return deadline coming up. Stolen pants blamed for receipt mishap. This is just a very quick 
uh, little look at what type of excuses there are. I feel are. bad for that person. Somebody's stolen their pants. Now the tax office is going to penalise them for what was in his pockets. But I love the fact that they claimed that somebody broke into their car and stole their uniform pants because, you know, that's that's one of the highly uh, stolen items uh, That and that's where he kept his vital receipt. Uh, claimed a mouse got into their car and ate the receipts. A mouse, David, <laughs> no, a mouse, that's, that's a mouse a ate my receipt. Uh, destroyed in a car wash mishap. Um, what was the mishap? Very funny. Like just windows open. That's what the mishap was. That's one, hilarious. Another blame not lodging on a holiday brain after coming back from a trip, which I thought was a legitimate vi- Aussie excuse, and somebody should get a private binding ruling to allow that. That is that is very Aussie. If you come back from Bali, you should not be expected to have your tax receipts. That is very Aussie for sure. I'm going to keep rolling Especially only because I, I want to also talk about talk about plane. this one. Uh, in case anyone out there is worried about being a late adopter or late on the adoption curve, always uh, told that the world is changing, have no fear. The US US government have only just, and I repeat, uh, as of, you know, November in 2019, uh, finally removed the last of the eight-inch floppy disks from their uh, nuclear uh, controlling software, it's a sad day, David. If if that the, you know that's probably got to be one of the last uh, eight inch floppy disks getting around. Well, it's um, oh God, <laughs> it is a shame. So basically, if you watch James Bond Goldeneye, that was actually still current technology for the nuclear codes. There you go. Um, of course, there's a, a lot of jokes that I've seen on Twitter about this being the only technology that uh, the Chief commander of the US military knows how to use. Zing. Even then, may not, may struggle with it. Um, uh, let's go. What, what else you got? From the trenches. Um, hey, something really cool from an accounting firm. I know leadership in accounting is a really interesting one. Like, you don't get a huge amount of structured leadership opportunities. You have a lot of accountants will complain. They, they become partner in some of these bigger firms but don't actually get taught how to lead a team or lead an organisation. Hood Sweeney, uh, which is uh, a accounting firm in, I think, Adelaide, has sent their new partner, Marissa Riccio, to uh, – well, they've won a scholarship from Count Plus. She's going to Harvard to uh, learn leadership skills. I've heard of this. uh, Pitch Partners sent a couple of their partners uh, who I know through past networks. Uh, They went to... uh, they went and went away on trips like this. No, I believe CA sent uh, some of their one of their executives too. Is, is it's very a, good. It should 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 we start expecting more of this in some of the bigger firms who like really need to people manage more? Like particularly the millennial workforce, they need to be managed. You can't just sit them down and get into grunt work like we did ten years ago. It'd be interesting to see. I didn't read much about what the actual course she she was going no, to study general, was. Do you think that accountants should be learning more about leadership? I think like, is should, it, is small it just, firms or well, bigger firms, let's ignore, but the smaller firms, they need to just get back across not uh, not messing up tax deductions personally. Well, David. I agree, but I was asking about the bigger firms who have staff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk is about- Is Nick a I millennial? I don't talk about things is like- Nick a millen- How's managing Nick as a millennial? Uh, going very exceptionally well, sort of. <laughs> Kind of. Uh, what else? What else have I got? From the trenches. Uh, very quickly, uh, shout out to the Australian Taxation Office. 
uh, online services for agents campaign. I was part of the co-design uh, in that, which I was very pleased to Woody, be. Is this, you don't have a link to this. Is this the marketing campaign for the new online services? No. So they won the the Amy Awards, which is a uh, – I did look – I looked it up last night in preparation for the show. That's oh. just – I go to that level of attention to detail wow. here, David. Uh, I'm going over above and beyond. Um it is uh, a dig- an initiative by the, I think, the Digital Council to talk about uh, digital projects and how they engage with their consumers. I can vouch for the fact that this was, as a user, in terms of user testing, I've worked a lot with software companies, David, and I have never felt as well consulted and uh, listened to uh, as I was in the online service for agents campaign, so credit to Colin Walker and the ATO team. Is this the – excuse me, listeners. Is this the thing that, that's resulted in the new portal? This, this is the new portal. So the campaign that brought you the new portal, which is called Online Services for Agents, uh, yeah. And they did they did very well with it. Uh, Nothing congratulations to from the online portal. People love it. <laughs> The problem is- Can't take you with your serious- no, I mean, dead serious. But the problem is, though, it's, it's raising the expectations a bit too high and then everyone wants more and more and more and the ATO has to have to work out how to get budget to do more and more. True. It's pretty good. Uh, Listeners, you can actually go back and li- we listen to the- we interviewed the second commissioner in charge of- We do. We've got interviews coming out uh, as well with that. Keep an eye out for those. Uh, let's go to Worst on Ground. From the trenches. Uh, worst on ground for me, Paul. You may not believe it, but there is another award issued by Momentum Media. How many uh, How many finalists this time? 642? Each, each category has 10 finalists, so it's a tough field. I think the Melbourne Cup's probably one of the only competitions that got more runners than this one. Uh, it's the 30 Under 30 Award, recognising all the young and emerging talents, which I actually think is a good – it's a reasonable thing to do. People love these 30 under 30 awards, very good for career development. There's about 10, 12 categories. There's 10 finalists per category. My social media is blown up because all these younger kids are all on social media and doing quite well um, with their tech stuff. I think, ironically, this is, this is wouldn't it be good if this was the 30th award that Momentum Media did, the 30 under 30? Here's why it's worse on ground. Um, I've been talking and we've got, a, uh, we've got an interview coming out with one of these nominees uh, shortly and I was talking about the millennial workforce and the concept of entitlement millennials, which might be one of the, the most misunderstood ideas in managing the millennial workforce and we should do a show on it because the millennials think they just want to give and their bosses think they just want to take and have expectation, and, and I think we should do more on it. That's a fair expectation gap. It's a fair, it's a problem that that actually has a pretty easy solution, which I think we might dive into. But imagine you've got an employee who's got a fair amount of entitlement already, goes in and wins one. That would be unbearable to manage. How I don't even know how you'd approach it. They'd be yeah, they'd be booking they'd be booking all sorts of tickets on themselves. But anyway, no, I walk into the office next day wearing a tux. With leather shoes and no socks and short hems. Oh, straight to, straight to LinkedIn, wouldn't it be? Oh, it'll be all over. It's not thought leader. Anyway, Man, well, there you go. Tonight. I can't, no, I can't, no, can't no, all be a thought leader. It's not a thought leader under 30. No, anyway. Make the finals. Let's not get into that. Uh, my worst on gra- – big one this week. Huge. David, ASIC Huge. came out. Act- this is an actual issue. From the trenches. Uh, normally, normally quite balanced, normally quite – 
you know, reserved in what they do, came out with a fact sheet about- Actually, toothless is how they've been described in the past. Generally, came out with a fact sheet about self-managed super funds. Uh, Straight out of the lobbyist playbook, I would have said, uh, using some interesting uses of numbers to look at and and entirely overblowing by all accounts. We'll get to the response in a minute. Uh, Overblown cost to run uh, a firm, quoting something up in like the $13,000 a year to run a, a small SMF, SMSF, which for anyone of those who does it, sees it, has one, knows that's entirely uh, entirely silly. Apparently, it was using the ATO numbers too, but uh, there has been a response, David. Well, this uh, this response is so good. So, uh, you do, if in case you don't run one and in case you don't know what it is, the good news is that there's an obscene amount of data available that tells you what it costs. Now, our good friends at BGL, Ron Leash, went to BGL's uh, Simple Fund product, which has something like 160,000 funds on it. He brought the tickets. He brought the data. And actually went in and on a non-aggregated level, so you can't actually see all the – they actually can't see the details of specific funds, I don't think – actually went in and said, well, here's what it costs – and uh, I don't have it up in front of me because that would imply some sort of professionalism as we approach the show, Paul, but it's significantly less. Um, they also reported that it takes 100 hours a year per trustee to manage the fund. Uh, it's, you know, it's more about, you know, I think it's under 20 is what most people are actually reporting. But BGL have slammed this um, and saying, you know, Ron's sort of come out and wisely said, I think maybe his lawyers have said Donald Trump would call this fake news. So Ron hasn't called it fake news. He said Donald Trump would call plausible it Plausible deniability. Yeah, plausible deniability. But what's interesting about this is two things to me, Paul. The first is um, this feels like propaganda from ASIC. Like this feels like anti It feels like advice. <laughs> Financial I wonder if they're licensed. I wonder if they're licensed. Um, it does because like, it's wrong. Like it's and but what's been interesting is we have a government agency who's been I'm, I'm going to say proven to be wrong based on a tech company who's got direct data, um, and it's it's not good. And it's also as I think that you you look at devil's advocate, David. It's probably. Similar, it's probably similar data, just being read differently by people who don't otherwise aren't in the industry of running SMSFs and don't understand that not all expenses are running costs. That there are expenses like property expenses and interest in geared trusts and those kind of things that aren't all what we would call entity maintenance uh, costs or, or running costs. Um, true, but when you combine the fact that ASIC kind of doesn't really like SMSFs because of trustee compliance issues. I'll tell you what was disappointing about this. I haven't seen mainstream media pick up the BGL response and I'd really like them to because they... Um, I saw it within the industry media. It could have been... Look, if the, AFR saw, mentioned, the AFR mentioned a, bl- a blowback, but I don't think... I, I don't know whether Ron was quoted. Interesting. We might have to... We'll bring that up uh, on a future show. Anyway, what else have you got, Dave? This is, this is something a little bit close. You. From the trenches. Uh-oh. You, Paul, you finally it made worst on ground. It wasn't me. And in typical Meisner fashion, you've yep. given the hospital hand pass to your business partner. Wasn't me. Wayne Schmidt, the self-described I'm just a dirty salesman, which is what I love about Wayne, you know exactly what you're going to get, sent an email out to his email database, which is like, huge, and instead of personalising it and saying, Dear David, or Hi, David, it said, Hi, 
brackets, brackets, first name test, bracket. He's forgotten to do his tagging right on an email that went out. Now, it went out on my account. Oh, yeah, it came from – well, I got the email from Paul Meisner, uh, and I got, I got a few different email addresses, so I got about five of them. Thank you to everyone who uh, immediately jumped on oh, yeah. Twitter, Thank Messenger, phone call. For, yes, it's going to hit uh, worst on ground. It, it, but he, so Wayne, Wayne knows what he's doing. This is just a mistake. It, it shows you how easy it is to make a mistake with this stuff because Wayne 100% knows what he's doing. But I really thank you, listeners, for pointing it out to me and pointing it out to Paul and making it go nuts on Twitter. Uh, freedom mentoring, it's actually, is this like, does this end up being good PR for freedom mentoring? Because the mistake is so ironic. You, who hate salesmen, and Wayne, who's the greatest salesman the industry's ever seen. Uh, look, I think Wayne it was did not pay me to say that, but I wouldn't. It be was a very, thank it you. was, it was a very, it was a very embarrassing thing for me personally, David. Uh, Is this an apology? A I, public I'm, apology. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for it. I'm sorry for not double checking. You know, letting other outsourcing, David. <laughs> to, against the outsourcing, except for Toa, I love those guys. Uh, but no, look, I think it, it was, it was a good look. It was a good example about. Owning a mistake, you know, as soon as instead of sort of uh, brushing it under the carpet, Wayne just doubled down, absolutely doubled down. And there's no such uh, thing tell as you bad what, PR. And I tell you what, used it used it to drive what was uh, turbocharged the registrations for that particular webinar that we, we were running. The webinar, it was give it a very, plug. Uh, it was my journey, David. It was an ode to well, the. It's done. It's happened. Uh, happened an ode uh, to the, hit me up. Uh, hello at freedommentoring.com if you'd like a copy. A little bit about my journey. A little bit about my journey. I'll pay to not watch it. To the cloud. Anyway, thank you for that. Uh, but he used it He used it very well. But uh, those sort of uh, replies or emails happen to everyone. I've done it. Next one for me. I've definitely. David, last little worst on ground for me. Yeah. Now this. This is like criminally worse. I tell you what. Another day, another day, and another Fair Work Ombudsman versus insert name of key player in hospitality industry. I mean, there is they're, they're dropping like flies, David. But this is different. Uh, this isn't just getting the wrong uh, pay rates. This isn't. This goes deeper. This is a Fair Work Ombudsman investigation uh, of Rockpool Dining Group. Neil Perry's group. Definitely many accountants would take their best clients to Rockpool for auspicious Burger Project. Meetings. I love – I'm a big fan of Burger Project. That's where your clients go. I'm talking about the Rockpool, the impressive place, but you – Nah. Just burger joint. Burger. Uh, this maybe one, maybe this it's shaking one, some froth. Look, this one goes to the next level, David. I think it's, it's easy <laughs> – it is easy to miscalculate well, – not easy, but it, it, there's somewhat understanding to – uh, miscalculate over time. Not, uh, no, yeah, it's hard. You know, Mistakes you, you can pay, but you can pay people for the right hours and just not had have loading here or that the calculation, uh, the employment standards are, are far too difficult. This, uh, and we must say that it is just a claim at the moment by the uh, union, Morris Blackburn lawyers, uh, on behalf of the United Voices Hospo Voice Union. It's a mouthful. Uh, Alleging that Rockpool tampered with timesheets to cover up underpaying staff. They were told that uh, staff members would clock in and out using a fingerprint scanner, but it is alleged that some staff had witnessed managers changing the recorded times so that people were working who were working between 70 and 80 hours a week, but the records were only showing 38 and a half hours, David. That 
That go this goes standover tactics. This goes beyond just an innocent look. I didn't I didn't give you the lo- loading because I, because there's so many moving parts and yeah. there's you, you know you're calculating it in a certain week or a certain period. This is this is just straight out. This is just straight out. Criminal. Criminal. So, I mean, if, if that's right, and again, it's just a claim at the moment, but mine, mine, if that's true, that is. Uh, you guys just heard all these wage scandals, Paul, of the MasterChef chefs who thought that they were worth a million bucks a year and got sacked by Channel 9. Two of them have moved on to Channel 7, but one, the one with the big rage scandal, uh, contract not renewed, Paul. Yeah, I, it, hard to, hard to make it back on television after after that. The irony was he'd sold out to a uh, key investor just before all that came really? out. Really? Yeah. The old dump and run. Well, it was too. Someone came in and, and wanted to uh, wanted to move, it, sure up the, move be, it up the chain. And I'm sure there'd be a warranty. That is any, a hard due diligence any, right yeah, there. Any good M&A lawyer would have had that. That, off as a warranty. That is a very hard due diligence. Otherwise, uh, I think that does it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please l- uh, reach out. Thank you for everyone nominating me for Worst on Ground. Uh, it, more. Uh, it, it made more it. More Worst on Ground for Paul. Feel free. Especially um, as his campaign to win a Zero Award really ramps up. It's not what you needed, is it, Paul? Hope, what are you, what's, well, hang on. You're gonna, it's Cloud Ambassador. Cloud Champion. Cloud Champion. Can't use cloud marketing automation software like the basic stuff. I can. Wayne can. That's not quite an email. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, reach out. Uh, oh, I uh, Or Twitter. Otherwise, have a great week. Great week, everyone. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.